0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
1: Super Week is all about fattening foods. Put the good meat out for Dusty. Big screens. Come to my garage and we'll film something, bud. And good sportsmanship. I got a lot of problems with you people.
2: How about you shut up? This is Danny and Dusty on Super Week.
0: Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com.
1: Danny and Dusty on 1080. (laughs) The Fan. Hour number three here on Danny and Dusty. I tell you what, we say so much stupid, ignorant ridiculous things they sometimes slip past me and uh you talking about filming something in the garage that one got past me
3: you're all welcome
1: yeah <laughs> you're, you're all welcome to come over that one, one.
3: i film me in my garage
1: uh, that <laughs> one's
3: come on in here i don't even know the context of that, i don't but... either
1: like that one just that one. i like, got <laughs> coming out and i was like oh uh, oh my goodness sometimes i have fun making those opens. Sometimes you don't say. Sometimes you don't
3: say, Jeff Russ.
1: My goodness, I, you know we've been getting a little bit of feedback on the uh, the LED floor uh, as it pertains to the NBA. And I started thinking about it. I, I play like uh, a fair amount of NBA 2K. I, I still I still do. It's my uh, relaxing thing that I do late at night when I come home from games because I can't sleep. I'm like, it'll either be watch some TV show or throw on some 2K and yell at fifteen year olds. Um, both are good for me.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't think you and Ambien are good for each other. So I this is better. Uh,
1: so funny story. You and about Ambien
3: that. would end up like Roseanne.
1: <laughs> well, no. Th- so I maybe not the same things, th- but you'd get yeah. You yeah, know for for those that don't know, Ambien was originally developed uh, for the military to get mandatory crew rest, and so they were force feeding us that stuff like early in the uh, Iraq Afghanistan War to make sure we got our mandatory sleep, and we had a lot of guys that got in trouble not purposefully because of like sleepwalking and things that they didn't remember. And I got told that I was sleepwalking and like, just like walking around in the tent, just totally incoherently
3: stepbrothers. Yes. Your stepbrother. You're putting, you're putting pillows in, cushions the, in, in, the oven. in the oven.
1: Yes. hundred percent. And from that moment on, I was like, I'm not taking this stuff ever again. So it's just funny that you mentioned that because yeah, no, I went, <laughs> it was weird, man. I also never, even though I got sleep air quote, I never really got sleep. Like, yes, I got the legally mandated before I could fly stuff, but I always felt nasty after taking that stuff. Have you, have you taken it?
3: Ambien, yes. Yeah, it
1: it messes with you. I don't like it. Ambiens, them all of them. I was never.
3: I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even like like Nyquil.
1: I get see, I, I do the bottle of Nyquil before I fly. N-
3: no, I start like hallucinating. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I it's not A
1: little Robo tripping, huh?
3: Yeah. Well, huh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a painkiller guy. Mm. I don't. I don't like any of that. Makes. I don't like the way it makes you feel. It just drags you down. And then, mm. like when I had my ankle surgery, I, was, I had some painkillers for that uh, ankle reconstruction. And uh, I thought a penguin was dancing on top of my television.
1: <laughs> Stop staring at me, Swan. Yeah. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. Dancing
3: on top of my TV. Shampoo I was, is better. Conditioner it's is better. Not for me. Those things. Not I, would, for I me. would
1: argue that they are for you, good mm. sir. No, I don't like it. Now they, sent, don't like they it. sent me home with the good, good stuff. The uh, what's what's the stuff that everybody talking about putting in, in kids' candy? Um, Meth. No, no, no. The painkiller. Um, the new one that everybody super like. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Yeah, they sent me home with that with the hip surgery because they didn't want me moving. But uh, I was drooling on myself. That was that was a that was a time. I did not like that. Yeah, that's not good stuff. No, it was it was a trip. But back to the LED floor. Um, when you play poorly in NBA two K, you can get what, what what's called cold. And they'll throw like a a, a, a blue circle around you that indicates you are trash. That would be I we need that. That's that's on, on the text line, it somebody brought it up it, it would be hilarious though if some dude was just having a terrible shooting night and they just put an ice cube under him. Ice
3: cube, or just like a, or when uh, ant
1: gets hot, they put like a just a giant flame circle around him. with
3: a line through it, like <laughs> "do not shoot."
1: Oh, put that on, just put like, that on defensive n- stopper.
3: No, don't do this. You ha- cannot. In in the all star game, we won't see that. Mm. But in a, a, a normal defense.
1: game, yeah. it'd be great. Little, little clamps. Yeah,
3: like some smoke after you drill a three, just trailing behind you on the on the floor. Everybody,
1: everybody's been calling Ant Ferno, have the like Mount Vesuvius explosion underneath the floor.
3: <laughs> He's bringing the ball up the floor. There's just like a little trail of. Ants a trail that little ants.
1: I'm here for it. Shows the pattern that he took to the rim. I'm I'm for all of it. I'm talking myself into this. Uh, I was already in. Like I thought it was like, oh, this is gonna be dumb. But like the little kid in me is having fun with this already. Players are gonna hate it. But you know what? The adjustment is going to be wicked, but I think we're going to go down this road. This Because beyond the fun of this, the ability to monetize it, because you can put whatever advertisement you want under for anything at any given time, exists. It's digital signage. The Alaska Airlines dunk of the game. <laughs> and it's going it, to happen. have a door fall off. So they're going to make it not as fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah, not as for fun. every bit of like for every one cool thing we're gonna get, we're gonna get two hundred terrible things.
3: I think we've reached a point though where people are getting paid enough to you can't complain about it.
2: The players, a hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Here's your blow the doors off moment of the game, brought to you by Boeing. Yeah, yeah. There you
1: go. I like there it. You go. I like where we're going here.
3: Or did you see that the the investigation uh, it concluded that there weren't enough bolts on the door? It's like thanks tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We figured that out when it flew off. (laughs) Here's
1: your sign. yeah yeah Yeah. that's how we figured it out what was worse was they did the investigation into the rest of the fleet and they found that the same issue existed across all of them
3: we're gonna bolt those down yeah it's like you have to pay extra for that
1: it's like you ordered something from taiwan and didn't get the little bolt pack like what the hell happened here
3: our planes and ikea furniture not that
1: different (laughs) not that different go get some meatballs and your plane door good god (laughs) All right, we come back. We were we were reset. Uh what we were talking about earlier with the- <laughs> could
3: you imagine somebody would somebody says, damn, that's more visuals than I ever got from Magic Mushrooms. Could you imagine like people are gonna be taking shrooms to watch the Michael, Bo- Michael just- Blake
1: tripping balls courtside? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the floor pulsing or is it just me? No, the floor's pulsing.
3: Yeah. The NBA is like, you know what we need? Stoners.
1: <laughs> I mean, they spend money too. <laughs> right, Jeff? Uh. why are you looking at me? <laughs> Coming up next, uh, we will discuss uh, some more Super Bowl action. Which opposing player is the one that a defense has to stop the most for the Chiefs and the 49ers? Coming up in Super Bowl Sunday, Danny and Dusty, Danny and the Fan.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.
2: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. It's
1: a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com.
1: On 1080 The Fan. Today we open the show with which defense was going to play a bigger factor, be more important.
3: Not the Hardy Boys.
1: This Sunday.
3: <laughs> That's who this song is. <laughs>
1: The text line was asking when the Hardy Boys is coming. I right mean- now. Uh, right now is uh, when we're going to talk about which, which player for each team is the one guy the opposing defense should be most afraid of or most concerned with shutting down. Who? Who is? If you are the Chiefs' defense. Who is the guy that terrifies you most? Is it Debo? Is it McCaffrey?
3: I, I think that a lot of people will say Christian McCaffrey, but for me, and this is what I've I've long said about Christian McCaffrey's numbers, what he's able to do is different than anybody else in, in the NFL. Like his ability to be a receiver and to be a running back, they are, uh, nobody can do what he does. He truly is a great, a, in the NFL, for NFL standards, a great wide receiver and a, an elite running back. Like, that is such a difficult skill set to find. And so when you have, like, Christian McCaffrey in the MVP conversation, I understand that. I get Mm -hmm. that. But if I'm Kansas City, it is how do we eliminate Debo Samuel? It it truly is. Because Christian McCaffrey is going to get his. This goes back to, like, every great defensive coordinator will tell you number one is always going to get his. But how do you take away two and three? Because when... Push comes to shove. Number one isn't going to be the guy who gets the ball every game or every play in a game. We know that. And for me, you know Christian McCaffrey will get his. But when San Francisco is operating at the elite level that we know them to do, It is because of Debo Samuel. It is because of how he moves you when he goes in motion, when he has the ball in his hands. You have to account for him at all times. So Debo Samuel, to me, and just look at what their offense is when he's not in the game. Mm -hmm. It is completely different. And we've seen that. I mean, I I think their record, when, when Debo does not play, I think their record, I pulled this up today, because their record is something like, Three and nine, maybe is is what it is when he does not play in the games.
1: Which is I don't know if you can make the direct correlation, but it's a pretty straight line. Seven,
3: eight, nine. Uh so it's well, it's nine losses. I think they're six and nine when he okay. does not play. Nice. Um their offense is different. Yes. I mean, it, it just operates whole, whole, differently. Whole cloth. He is a guy that you must account for. So if I'm S- Steve Spagnolo. It it starts and stops with number 19 because you know 23 is gonna get his. You know that 85 where George Kittle is gonna be effective. And teams do a really good job of of slowing George Kittle down in the mm-hmm. postseason. But it's Debo Samuel, and how can you effectively put the clamps down on a guy that moves across the formation all the time, who is a threat to run the ball. Who and can catch literally the line ball. up anywhere? And, and but he's not the best at doing it. Because mm-hmm. the best at doing it is Christian McCaffrey. Yes. And it, it's kind of, it's always counterintuitive of like, well, yeah, take the best player away. Take, take Christian McCaffrey away. You can't. Take their counterpunch away. Mm-hmm. Take the counterpunch away. And that is where you slow down San Francisco.
1: I really want to agree with you because when you talk about taking away K- Christian McCaffrey and the, the amount of focus you put on that, I think part of what makes Debo so deadly is that he is getting the secondary focus, and that he's not getting the the eyes and ears of the the top part of the game plan, because he should against any other team be he should be a number one option, but because he's not, because he is down that pecking order, because it is McCaffrey, he gets secondary coverages, he gets secondary attention that they, it, it, that goes further down the roster, which is very similar to what we saw with the Chiefs in the Tyreek Hill era. Whereas that you could talk about everything you wanted to do to take him away, but if you take him away, guess what? Now your underneath coverage is very vulnerable to the Travis Kelseys of the world, to the Juju Smith-Schuster's of the world. And that's, I think you're looking at what kind of the Chiefs were, obviously very different quarterback, but weapon wise and the levels that they existed at, at all levels of the field. Now, nobody's Tyreek in the, in the sense of the, the coverage and how it can blow the top off. Debo ain't slow. CMC mm-hmm. ain't slow. Ayuk mm-hmm. ain't slow. Mm-hmm. So you still have to worry about that in the, in their separate layers and how they use it and how they integrate them. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see which which one of those guys, or do the Chiefs kind of go simple and it's it's they spread that love around. Do they do they Stick to some more zone principles and just look to take away areas of the field as opposed to personnel, which I would personally advise against because Patrick Mahomes is or uh, Brock Purdy is better than that, I think. But I think that's if the way you, if you're gonna test them, that's at least how I would open up.
3: Steve Spagnolo has seen everything. Mm-hmm. He's what he's one of the great defensive minds. Like he does not give enough get enough credit for being the defensive coordinator that he is. He has led some truly special defensive performances. And it's not like, it's not always like the best defense in the NFL, but defensive performances. I mean, you can go down the list, whether it's, you know, in as a defensive coordinator for the New York giants, when he's slowing down the new England Patriots, or you look at what he's done with this crew this past season in Kansas city in developing and helping them grow. He, he does a phenomenal job, of it but it, it if you are and so you're saying take away an area of the field you have to if you're going against San Francisco you have to take away the middle of the field Yes, that is the hardest thing to do when you have the ability to stretch them as wide as they do with McCaffrey and Debo but if you look at where Brandon Ayuk has feasted mm-hmm. if you look at where obviously George Kittle gets a lot of his yards it's in the middle of the field and that there's going to be yards to be had. There, it's easier
1: said than done.
3: Oh, it's it's pretty damn impossible yes. against this team. And when they're healthy, when they're healthy, that's the hardest part. And that's
1: what I wonder: like, do they? Which way do they lean on? Do and, they? Do they lean on tr- trying the impossible?
3: No, you do what you do best. You do what you do best, and the the fact that you have in Sneed being one of the best corners in football right now. That helps you a lot with uh, a Brandon Ayuk problem that you could have a Debo when he's lining up by himself on a side of the field, but the the impossible is how do you defend the middle of the field when you don't know where it's coming from because of all of the guys who have, I mean like thirty or more targets across the middle of the field. It's eye popping where Brock and Brock Purdy does not get enough credit for this manipulating the defenses with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Because he does not just lock into the middle of the field and go, Darnell Savage in potential interception be damned uh, also at the end of the game of that Green Bay one, they he did he does it, But he does not give enough credit for over the course of sixty minutes where he keeps defenses honest in that and that is largely because of the weapons in Hill. he makes his progression. he makes his reads, but he wants to go back towards that artery right down the middle of the field. if you're if you're the san francisco forty ers I know everybody's going to say Kelsey. I don't think it's Kelsey either, because of how do you take a guy who doesn't have defined routes away? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Isaiah Pacheco that, with the way this that's offense is operated. Where I was go. In the in the playoffs, they have leaned on Isaiah Pacheco. I think they went to it far too late, but they were working through a lot of things over the course of the season, and they knew what they had in Pacheco. Now that you do have Jarek McKinnon, you can give him some some more breaths, even though Clyde edwards Lair is still back. You got three backs that you can lean on.
1: The ru- The running back stable, I think, is where you're trying to focus I, on.
3: I think it's Pacheco, though. I think that, you know, Jarek McKinnon does not scare you running the ball. Mm-hmm. Clyde edwards Lair does not terrify you running the ball. You can be scared when Isaiah Pacheco gets the ball and runs like Debo. He runs a lot like Debo. Sandler, Dang. mad as hell. Yeah. And that is alleviated so much of the pressure from the receiving core and you've seen a lot more simplification for those receivers in operating with Patrick Mahomes it makes it so much easier when the defense has to respect that run load that box don't let them get to the edges early you're gonna get Look, there's going to be some plays where, whether it's Rasheed Rice or Travis Kelsey, they get loose on you, but they're a zone coverage team. And you live with it. You are going to be – that's going to be where they want to operate is, is playing zone, playing areas, and then just do whatever you can to slow down Isaiah Pacheco and see if it kind of neuters the offense a little bit for Kansas City.
1: And that's what we saw, I think, or, or what, what the Baltimore Ravens were incapable of doing against the, the Kansas City Chiefs was slowing down Pacheco, particularly in the first half where they just chewed them up on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> but again, the flip side of this is what has been the, the sort of Achilles heel for the 49ers? It's been the inability to stop the run. So even though you've got these guys and you've got these these star names, their inability to impact that side of the of the of the ball and, and run defense and holding those edges and being physical to the point of attack has kind of reared its ugly head. So I think it's it, the closer we get to Sunday, the more I think the stylistically this is shaping up to be a really, really, really interesting
3: game. It's going to be. I'm looking forward to this game more than. Um,
1: matchup wise in a while. Gosh. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I jokingly say I hate sick. the teams as a Raiders well, fan, but the matchup itself. It presents a lot of really, really unique and interesting concepts and contrasts that, again, the whole styles-make-fights idea.
3: I I know it's not even that long ago, but last year it was, all right, Philly got to the Super Bowl, and they were favored in that game. Mm-hmm. But they got there because of an injured 49ers team, for we're yeah. being quite honest. They played Josh Johnson, for God's sakes, in the, the NFC Championship fourth game. quarterback. It doesn't go that far back but this like I feel about this game like I did the Tampa Kansas City one where it was like you had Brady versus Mahomes mm-hmm. in a Super Bowl and that was what everybody looked forward to but it was the complete teams that you had in those games it wasn't that just you Brady were looking forward there. to. Now that wasn't the most competitive game start mm-hmm. to finish but it was a, it was still a fun game in the lead up and look Tampa imposed their will and they won and I could see that happening where I feel like this game is going to be close, but I could see
1: one team all hell blake,
3: breaking loose and the dam breaks and it falls apart one way or the other because I think we forget, like, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in football both right now. Both these teams
1: are really good, and both of them are equally capable of beating the crap out of the other.
3: He, he is He's lost Super Bowl before, and these guys, you don't make it and win the Super Bowl every year when you're the best quarterback in the NFL. These teams have their best warts, already. but they have – their strengths can just overpower you if they get rolling downhill, and that to me is the most fun part about what we're setting up for for Sunday.
1: No, it, it, it is going to be really interesting, and we'll uh, we'll keep breaking it down and going to it piece by piece. You're damn uh, right, we've got some some prop bets coming up later in the week. We'll dive into all of them,
3: uh, all of them. No. I don't think we can get to... like We could do three hours of radio and not get to all of
1: them. There was an entire board that popped up at Visa and that was absolutely insane.
3: It is impossible. But we'll get to to
1: some good ones. ones. Uh, Coming up next, though, the return of a familiar face to College Game Day. Uh, News breaking out uh, of what I don't think anybody would expect to see coming, but we do expect to see is the Big Kahuna here for a sports center update.
0: You mind if I have some of
2: your tasty beverage to wash this down? (laughs)
1: It's a Super Week edition of Danny and Dusty.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com.
1: On 1080 The Fan. Former Alabama football coach Nick Saban is unretiring. I love this move. That's a clickbaity headline, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he's unretiring. Nuts, coach. He is moving to college game day. Yeah. The old ball coach is going to be out there. Throwing on the headgear at Lee Corso.
3: He's finally going to be at a game north of the Mason-Dixon line.
1: I mean, will he? Will will, will he travel outside? Is he only going to travel at SEC? Yeah, (laughs) only to SEC
3: country. I will not go to the Big Ten ever again. Uh, But... This is going to be a crowded desk. I don't really love the fact that they're the in the release they said he'll be joined he'll be joining the desk that with Reese Davis Lee Corso Kirk Herbstreit Desmond Howard and Pat McAfee.
1: That's too many mouths to feed. Yes, yeah, we love all, Lee Corso. We all know what happened and he his can, health.
3: He can do his headgear thing, um, maybe even remotely. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you tape something with Lee, but. You can move on from him. And uh, Desmond is hit and miss sometimes, too. But yeah. I think Desmond's gotten a lot better. I do,
1: too. And as much as people want to rail against McAfee, I think he's added real juice back to college game day.
3: He has. He has. Absolutely. Because he, he's he got the meathead, and uh, he's got a very strong following yes. behind him. But I think that almost it's like, less is more with him at times i think he's a good feature guy like they should do features with mcafee and mm. features because he's good at he's good at interviewing Be- the 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 on set stuff give me herbie and desmond and nick saban, nick saban up there yeah talking about actual football and yes i'm i'm in, in. Give me, features. unless we're talking about
1: Ohio State, and then Herbie can go somewhere else.
3: Well, that's Desmond with Michigan, too. <laughs> yes, and it will be Nick Saban with Alabama. <sighs> but give me, give me features with Pat McAfee going and doing fun stuff and prying the personalities out of people in, in those
1: features. Having students come out there and kick field goals
3: that would be one, but he's really good with players, and mm-hmm. players are going to open up to him, and coaches will do the same. I just think that if you're going to put all of those guys at the desk, which at times they tried to do, they would, like, shuffle Corso out and maybe put McAfee in. Uh, no, maybe some less is more there, but you could still have Pat McAfee as a prominent feature. But give me Herbie and Nick Saban and Desmond just talking ball.
1: Yeah, let's yeah. go. Well, what? who was the caller that called in? How? Uh, no, uh, God, what was his name that we're... we're where Saban basically just... I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. Oh, God. But if we can get that Saban, where he's open and honest and having fun, I think this is a hell of a hire.
3: I think it, he is that guy, though. And this is when he doesn't have to protect his program and he doesn't have to worry about recruiting anybody and, you know, he, he can just talk. Saban's good. He is I mean, a, he's Football genius. He's a very personable per, uh, character as well.
1: I don't think you recruited Alabama being an old white guy without having.
3: I think sometimes they're worried. Do you remember that video that surfaced of him recruiting during COVID where he was just, like, sitting in front of the screen? And I bet it was had to do with a little bit of, you were recruiting during COVID, yeah. and he was just, like, just talking about his championships. He sounded like Belichick.
1: I, w- I think it's more the COVID issue than that, yeah. but – I mean, he's he still got the juice. Give me some of the
3: patented Nick Saban D's nuts jokes on college game day because apparently that is his go-to.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. He is a look. He does those athletic commercials with Dion. There's 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 some swagger to him.
3: I'm on board with Br- this. bring that. I'm on board.
1: Bring, I'm on board me, with it. Don't give me swaggerless Nick Saban. And I do want to hear what
3: his thoughts are on other programs. And and if we get... Where
1: college football is at right now.
3: If we get him to actually evaluate where teams are and not be guarded like a lot of these guys are, in, 100% in. And I think he will be because he's the greatest college football coach of all time. Because he can and he can he can do that and he doesn't have to worry about it.
1: What anybody says does I I need to worry about I need to protect my my brand or whatever it is because of
3: and if anybody ever says anything, I hope he comes out with his two fists full, full of rings on the rings. very next show and just puts his hands on the desk and you don't have to Ricky Bobby, you know exactly what to do with your hands. Mm. You just keep them on the desk and watch the lights glare off of the, your rings <laughs> and tell them to shut the hell up uh-huh. because they, nobody else has done what Nick Saban has done.
1: I've done it in multiple eras. Thanks. Mm. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'm oh, in. But yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is, will, will he be willing to discuss where college football is right Probably now?
3: Probably not. Probably not at the beginning. But he'll open up. And that was the great thing about Lee Corso, though. And that was... People forget now what we've seen from Lee Corso and how his health has deteriorated. Yeah. But that was one of the beauties of it. He was... Honest and so at times brutally honest, yes.
1: and he, did not, he did didn't. didn't have nearly the resume he, that Nick Saban no, does, and he ruffled some feathers, but he didn't care because he lo- because he loved the game.
3: Well, and he was honest, and it was it, it was all
1: truth. Yeah,
3: and so the the truth job sets you free. And Nick Saban, I hope he just shatters people with truth bombs.
1: But what, What's the chance that you see that happening?
3: Not at the beginning. Yeah, there you go. Not at the beginning.
1: <laughs> got to get got to get a couple of years removed from his recruiting classes before he can do that. Yeah, well,
3: I, and Kalen DeBoer, he won't say anything negative about Alabama because he's still consulting sure. the University of Alabama. But if we get some brutal honesty about how the programs that he has led before—whether it is Jonathan Smith at Michigan State, Brian Kelly at LSU, or Kalen DeBoer at Alabama—I'm mm. here for it because he won at all three places. Not, not too shabby. No,
1: <sighs> I'm, 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 I'm football's gone in a week. But I'm already excited for it coming back. See, this is where the
3: countdown they, they, starts. They get you. This is where we, the countdown
1: we, starts. We, we, we skipped over the draft even. What do you mean? Like they they, they already got me looking forward to college football. Oh, and we yeah. haven't got to the draft yet.
3: It's going to ramp up because I think it's only Was two you, weeks combine? after the Super Bowl is a combine. Yeah.
1: Yes. Spandex Olympics, man. Sign Let's me up. Go.
3: Yeah, dudes wearing their their britches.
1: All right, coming up next, we'll put a nice little bow on today's show and hand you off to uh, Isaac and Suic here on Danny and Dusty, 1080 Fan.
2: It's a super week edition of Danny and Dusty.
0: Brought to you by George McCoy at warrenallen.com. On
1: 1080 The Fan. There's a little bit of news here uh, in the both college football and uh, NFL local world as former Washington offensive coordinator and uh, moving to Alabama offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb has introduced himself to the Alabama faithful and withdrawn himself from a any other potential jobs. The old red elephant club he was meeting in front of today. Why do they are they both an elephant and a wave? Tide, elephant. Why are Stanford a tree and a color? Ryan Buckley, everybody. Mm. Hi, Hi. Hi Ryan
3: Buckley, everybody. Yeah, they're an that? elephant uh, because a news writer in the twenties said that they like trampled into the stadium and over the opposition as if they were a herd of elephants.
1: And they just rolled with it.
3: Yeah, because like sports writers used to have like sway and power back mm. then. You no know tats. That's right, Granny. Mm. That is that. Those are the good old days where that's where nicknames used to happen. Is sports writers used to like just Bestow. W with a nickname and that was it?
1: God, thems the rules. You I can't do it. Be, I couldn't be trusted with that kind of power.
3: Magic Johnson in high school. Well, this is why journalism has changed yeah. because you're right. You can't I, be trusted I, I with be, that. Uh, Scoops McCallahan yeah. could though. Yeah. The old old timey sports writers took that very seriously. And so, good that, old
1: slap nuts out there with the basket. Let's see if that one's stuck.
3: See, this is this is why. But at, maybe that's why nicknames have gone to the wayside. Mm. Because, like, we used to have great nicknames mm. like that. We did. Like, slap nuts McCallahan mm. used to. He got that nickname because he jumped over the center field fence. And guess what he did? Slap them nuts! <laughs> but he caught the ball. Mm. He caught it, and that's and it. it no, stuck. And guess what? They don't well, forget. The nickname stuck. Mm. But, no, and you don't. That's why we had, like, Oil Can.
1: Yeah. Tungsten Armored Oil. Like,
3: how did you get these nicknames? I don't I don't know how Oil Can did, but... Fake
1: John Malone.
3: He was always lubed up. Yeah. See, these are the things that we used to have, and we can't have nice things anymore. And I'm going to blame blogs for that.
1: And that's why Ryan Grubb is staying in Alabama.
3: Yeah. But he did introduce himself. He <laughs> said, I'm your offensive coordinator, and he did a whole the whole press circuit... And there was a little smoke about him potentially wanting to go back to Seattle and get into the NFL with uh, Mike McDonald's staff with the Seahawks. And now appears that Mike Kafka's off the board. He's he's the assistant head coach in New York with the Giants Mm -hmm. now. He was the guy who interviewed for the head coaching job by by reports. Now Chip Kelly may be your guy. Old chipper. Eric Biennium still out there. Still out there. He was with the Chiefs. Apparently he dropped in Chiefs facilities.
1: Which, I mean, hey, I'm still alive, guys. Can I come back, please? I'm sorry.
3: All right. That'll do it for us today. I've actually mm. got four hours of power from their mouths to your ears. It's prime time with Isaac and Souk. Wow. Uh, we go through some props tomorrow.
1: We get so many props.
3: We got props tomorrow. We'll go through our prop bets. The Palooza. We're, we're gonna get the menu all dialed in. You're going to the grocery store today. I am. I'm for I'm, your I'm, Super Bowl menu. I'm
1: making. I'm making my salsa. The important
3: things. All right, everybody. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday from noon to three right here on 1080 The Fan.
1: Mm, bye